Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Anderson. I'm trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. One of the key things that I enjoy doing is helping people to overcome mindset challenges. If you're new to the channel, welcome. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you haven't already, we do ask that you head over to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us on the platform to reach new listeners who are seeking this style of content. And we most certainly thank you for the time that you take to do this and for your support of this podcast. Developing Get Started Energy is our topic for today. Many years ago, I had the distinct pleasure of having responsibility for a project management office. If you've not heard of this, these are groups of men and women whose sole responsibility is to bring order to chaos in the form of projects, tasks that are longer in duration than 40 hours, some organizations 20 hours. They sort of stand between the business and the technology people in my case, and they make the crooked road straight by providing a level of discipline and rigor around management of a project or a very large task while keeping everybody in lockstep about what's going on, who's responsible for what, maintaining some degree of coherence with the project deadline or timeline, all at the same time keeping the executive team abreast of any challenges or risks. These are very special people in corporate. And again, I had an opportunity to oversee this team for 1.5 years. I have to tell you that there were some people, and I'm thinking about two individuals right now that I had to come alongside to assist. I'll just name them Dan and Sarah. In both cases, they've suffered from the inability to develop Get Started Energy. Get Started Energy is effectively a degree of motivation coupled with the desire to begin doing something without somebody telling you to do it. Some might call it, and we coined it in the armed services, as initiative. Well, these two individuals were assigned to some pretty significant projects that were high visibility, meaning the executive team was very interested in these going very well and achieving the outcome that they were supposed to create. And these two senior project managers just couldn't seem to get their arms around getting started, breaking through, starting those kickoff meetings, putting the project plan together. They were just sort of stuck. And literally two weeks went by before we were able, the three of us, to really understand what was going on. It came to me first in a battery of excuses that I had to weed and navigate through to find root cause, which we determined for both of them was perfectionism. If you know anything about perfectionism, this stems from you thinking or concluding that 
you might not do well enough to meet not only your standards, but the expectations of whomever it is you're doing the work for. And it can literally paralyze you. That was the case for them. What we did is right about that time, a lady by the name of Mel Robbins was up and coming in the personal development space. And she wrote a book. A portion of the book was on Get Started Energy, but she developed a hack. It was literally using portions of the prefrontal cortex and the hippocampus or stimulating both of those simply by saying five, four, three, two, one, do something. I introduced that to them in much greater detail then, like magic. Each morning, we had a little stand-up meeting. I met with them. We did it together. Within about a week and a half, we no longer needed that meeting. One of the things that we find in psychology that is so profound is that there are a number of things that take place within us that prevent us from moving forward or, that said a little differently, from developing and executing Get Started Energy. I've already shared with you one of them, which is perfectionism. I'm going to share a few others with you so you have a well-rounded understanding of what you may be up against when you have a project, when you have an aspiration and a dream that's a little outside of your comfort zone, that's bigger than you're accustomed to them being, that presses you to get your bottom in gear when sometimes you don't want to get in gear. The second one is fear of failure. This is centered around worrying about failing. I used to do this quite a bit early on in my military career until I had a sergeant who took me under his wing and helped me understand that I was spending so much time on this fear that it wasn't allowing me to do anything. Just him sort of helping me to understand how this was playing out real world was incredibly helpful. I didn't want people to think or to conclude from my work or my final product that I wasn't good enough. Right in the center of this whole fear of failure stands, I'm not good enough. I thought then that failure was final. It is not. All failure means is you get to try it again, but with more understanding than you had the first time. So I want you to lose the fear of setback, the fear of not being enough, and the fear of being critiqued. Number three is overwhelm. Sometimes you have a task that seems so big and so complicated, and it's swirling around in your mind, unorganized. It makes you feel this feeling of overwhelm. And it also, unfortunately, because it's swirling around in your head, it makes you feel that sense of uncertainty. You become unsure as to whether it can be done. This feeling can be so encompassing that it literally will stop an individual in their tracks. They'll just conclude, this is not for me. This is for someone else. This is way too big. It's way outside of my comfort zone. I'm not comfortable with this. Therefore, I'm not going to even try. Number four is the lack of clarity. You know 
on some level, there's some step you want to take. There's something that you want to do or engage in. But then when you really start to lay it out, you're like, mm, there's some pieces and parts missing. This innate need that we have for clarity and control of our circumstances makes us feel like, you know what? Let's just pause. Let's just pause on this. We need a better roadmap. We don't have all of the facts. We need to go get all of the facts, then come back together. Hopefully at that point, we will have clarity. Guess what just happened? You just got halted. That hesitation caused you to stop in your tracks. What about procrastination? I wonder if any of us have ever experienced that one. That feeling that you have where you're like, "Eh, I don't really want to do it today. Perhaps I'll start tomorrow. When I was a kid in California, there was a commercial about some young men who wanted to start college. All they needed to do was sign up. And they just kept saying tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Sometimes that's us, isn't it? If we're really honest. There are things that we don't like to do. Some of them may be boring. Some of them may be tedious. And when we have those sort of things, I, for one, don't particularly care for administrative tasks. When we have these things going on and we focus exclusively on the piece or the part that we don't particularly like or enjoy, and we refuse to enjoy the journey and we look more at the task, that's where our lens is focused on, then certainly we're going to lack the motivation that we need to get started. And moreover, this is where the excuses start to come in like a flood. Number six is self-doubt, family. This is no more than doubting our ability or our worthiness for the task that needs to be done. These are what we call mental roadblocks. This is the image we have of ourselves where we say, I don't think I've got it. I don't think I have what it takes to do this. And this mindset undermines your confidence. And when your confidence is low, you'll be far less likely or an individual will be far less likely to even start Because there's this huge mental block that stands in the way of the getting started. Number seven is comfort zone. Yes, think about a task. Think about a motivational speaker in a seminar saying, if you're not outside of your comfort zone every single day, then you're leaving a lot of capital, a lot of growth on the table. Well, take some folks who are very accustomed to their routine, to their environment. Everything is known. Nothing is so much unknown. Introduce variables that take them outside of their comfort zone. Ask them to think larger, more broadly, to take some calculated risks. And what you will find is that a person will defend this comfort zone because The mind and the body are going to work together through the mindset, then also through the feelings or emotions to say, hey, we've done that before. A couple of times we got hurt real bad and I got to protect you so you don't get hurt badly again or emotionally again. 
So there's that maladaptive behavior that we get from our ancestry that's preventing us from doing anything that it thinks may hurt us. All very good intention, just that, well, (laughs) we don't have the same sets of concerns that our ancestors did, fortunately. Then finally, let's talk about lack of motivation, number eight. When you don't have motivation, you don't have, some might say, a compelling reason, a compelling narrative to do something. Without intrinsic, internally generated motivation, starting anything is going to be a challenge, right? If you're just like totally not in the mood, it's like, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It's not important. That's for someone else. It's not going to work in your favor and it's not going to give you the get started energy that you need to start your task. I want to say something to you also. Many of these mindset issues can be addressed very, very quickly by instituting meditation. Meditation is going to so enhance your self-awareness that when these things show up, you're going to get a subtle cue. You're going to be able to tap into the window between stimulus and response, and you're going to be able to deal with that appropriately. Without question, I want you to do that, but I also want to marry that with these three scientifically backed approaches that you can utilize right now to help you with this. If you find yourself in one of these eight mindsets, number one is the implementation of intention. This is when we do if-then planning. This technique involves creating specific plans for when and where to act. The research shows that forming if-then plans can significantly increase the likelihood of following through on our intentions. Here's an example. If it's 6 p.m., then I will start working on my project at my desk. Once I start working on my project on my desk, I'm going to do that for 20 minutes and then I'm going to take a 10-minute break and then I'm going to do that until I finish the first phase or up to one hour's worth of work. You will probably note that this is very close to the Pomodoro method. It does have tenets. This is, again, a method that you can utilize to bypass all of these types of mindset issues that sometimes stand in the road and prevent us. Number two is mindfulness and self-compassion. When you're really into mindfulness and you have a desire to understand you at a higher level, to include your emotional composition and your feelings, when you do this, you create a set of circumstances where you're able to short circuit each of the eight items that we made mention of above, replace it with some active thinking. The active thinking says this, I know right now I'm getting ready to get into a procrastination cycle. I've seen how I behave when I feel these feelings or have these types of thoughts. I'm choosing not to do that today. You see the difference? When you have this heightened sense 
about yourself and you know how you function, how you behave and how you interact with your internal environment as well as your external environment, the things that trigger you and the feelings that come bursting through after you've been triggered, but you're heightened to such a degree now that you note it and you shut it down. This is next level living family. This is when you begin to control your destiny and nothing literally stands in your way preventing you from developing your get started energy. Then the last one is chunking and goal setting. It's said that about 5% of people do active planning. Active planning suggests that you have a vision for your life, a set of objectives that are bigger than you. You have, along with that vision, some long-term goals, three to five years out, up to 10 if you can get that far. The more, the merrier. And then you've got some short-term goals, things that you're going to tackle inside of one year. They all roll up to the long-term goals. And in the same way, that year goal rolls down to quarterly milestones. And the quarterly milestones roll down further into monthly tasks that must be completed. When you do this and you use the chunking technique, like I just showed you, taking this big elephant, separating it into its smaller parts, and then subdividing the smaller parts into more manageable pieces. This is an absolute showcase of inner discipline and inner strength. Because when you're doing this, you are actually setting clear, realistic goals that provide you direction, that give you markers to chart your progress. And the idea of getting started goes a little bit further than that. Not only do you get to get started, but you get to use each of those monthly and quarterly check-ins as momentum to keep you moving in the right direction. Someone might ask, can I combine these? Absolutely. You can combine these to become darn near superhuman to the extent that there won't be anything that crosses your path that you won't have a good solution for. Combine these by doing so, they create a powerful framework for you to overcome any mindset issue that you're facing. The implementation and being intentional, that's going to give you the underlying structure that you require to develop, get started, energy family. So do it. Do it as swiftly as you can. Think about where you are in this process today. Begin to really examine which of these is missing for you. Implement them as quickly as you can. And I'm sure, I'm positive, I've been teaching this for a long time. I know these work. If you'll do these, you most certainly will get the result that you're after. Thanks for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I do appreciate your time and your attention. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. And until next time, take care and be safe.